0: Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kiloboss.
1: Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry. I'm here with my man, John. I'm here. (laughs) It's true. It is episode 24, and we are really excited about episode 24 today because we're hanging out with a man. Josh Mullen and his wife Ashley Mullen, and they're what are they talking with us about today, PJ? They are talking about how to get leaders. Okay, that's good. And then how to keep them. And how to keep them. How to get them. How to keep them. That's true. I like it. Episode twenty-four. Listen, we've been on a little sabbatical. Yeah, been a minute since we've been, been all been all over the world, been traveling. Nah, not really all stuff. over the world, but we have have had some things Lots going on. Watch the travel channel. <laughs> you watch the travel channel that's a good channel by the way i I watch the cooking channel okay the cooking channel but we are here we're back we are now we're excited we got josh and ashley as guests today we've got some other guests lined up right, right around the corner that you are going to love so let's hop right in to our phone conference zoom conference video whatever we call it john i call it i call it uh it's called a podcast. Okay, the podcast. We'll hop right in and we'll take you right to Josh and Ashley. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Just want to thank you again for listening today. Uh, Matt and John, we are here with Josh and Ashley Mullen. We're hanging out talking about leaders, how to get them, and what to do with them. That's right. That's what we're talking about, PJ. And so, hey, Josh. Before how to we get, get
2: rid of them when they get on your nerves, too. Maybe. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> That
1: one leader that we all have in our head right now, how maybe. do we dismiss them? Yeah, we, the, we can maybe <laughs> throw that in. But uh, before we get going, Josh, Ashley, just introduce yourself to everybody. We know y'all a little bit. We've had some a chance to do some ministry beside along both of you. And so we've had some experience with you. But for everybody who's listening, they may not know who you are, where you're at. Tell them a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, so... Um... Josh and my wife Ashley is also on here, and we are in Logansport, Indiana, at LifeGate Church, and we've been here for just a little bit, like we're talking days over three years. Uh, Easter Sunday was our third year here, and um, before that, we were doing um, ministry over in Delphi, and then a brief stint of ministry at a church in Colorado and uh and it was predominantly actually it was technically a hispanic church um and i know no spanish but luckily <laughs> luckily my wife ashley is uh i say that she's fluent but she would probably disagree but <laughs> compared to me she is definitely fluent in spanish <laughs> um That's ashley you want to cool. talk about uh, our kids
0: sure sure um my name's Ashley, and uh, I have the privilege of being married to Pastor Josh mullen and we have two beautiful little girls uh three and five years old they are a hoot our five year old has lost three teeth in two weeks, so she looks hysterical um, and she's she's really robbing our our savings right now so um <laughs> But they're amazing, they're great, and yes, we did serve at a church that was, I think we were the only Caucasian family um, in the church, and it was truly, truly funny to watch Josh Lee worship singing songs. He had no idea what he was saying. That is fun. Um, it, it was just, it was a Holy Ghost moment for sure.
1: <laughs> that is so awesome. How long, Now, see, I didn't know that about y'all, Josh and Ashley, yeah. so how long? how long were y'all out in Colorado?
3: Oh. Uh, we were out for about um, a year and a half and that was where Ashley and I got married at. Um, But yeah, a year and a half and I had no youth ministry experience before that. I was just called into the office. I was working at the charter school that the church facilitated. I was asked to come into the office and they're like, Hey, you'd be a good junior high pastor. I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. So that's, so that's then how you got your start in youth ministry was basically there. Yeah. I'm like, yo, let's go, let's go do this thing. I like it. I like that's it. You. And so that's now right. y'all, y'all been doing it for a little bit. Uh, you know, again, PJ and I, we know, we know Josh and Ashley a little bit just because, uh, of, you know, being in Indiana, we've done some ministry events together. We, we were able to chat when we've been around. And first of all, I just appreciate y'all's heart, man, to be on with us today, talking to leaders, talking to youth pastors uh, that are listening today and uh, these two people have tremendous hearts for ministry not just their local church but just for people in ministry just in general and so today we're digging in and we're talking about just leadership how do how do we how do we get leaders how to what do we do when we do get them and i guess like to get us going josh or ashley both of y'all can answer this or whoever wants to take the first one what what do you think you could talk personally or maybe just in general, what do you think the biggest fear uh, people face, particularly people in ministry face when they start to think about, or they even start to lead other people around them? What's, what's some of the biggest fears you think people face?
3: Uh, well, I think it's uh, uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think one of the biggest fears that I've encountered, and maybe Ashley, um, maybe Ashley might have a, a better answer, but, um, just the, the thought of not being qualified um, and, and not knowing what to do in certain situations. I think that's probably one of the biggest fears. So I, don't, I don't know about you, Ashley. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think insecurity about just not knowing the right answers at the right time or, um, or even leading people that may be older than you. That's super intimidating sometimes. Um, people that have actually been a part of the ministry maybe longer than you've been there. Um, you know, set in their ways, all those types of things can be really intimidating to lead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And at some point, you know, Josh, you mentioned, you know, starting out in ministry. Ashley said, I like what she said, sometimes, particularly those who are younger in ministry and starting out, you want to hopefully surround yourself with some people of wisdom. So who's been through some things in life, but then you look at it and you're like, man, I've only been doing this thing for a few months, and you know I need to go get some help. And so, yeah, it's those fears that I think sometimes keep people, you know, from from stepping out and and playing out. PJ, what do yeah. you think?
2: So, like, I guess, like you guys probably, like you said, you went to Colorado. You started in Delphi, went to Colorado. You're back in Logansport, and and when you stepped into youth ministry, and then maybe even at a different point when you guys were then moved into Logansport into a new community, having the idea you were going to be doing youth ministry. How did you exactly overcome those fears? Maybe so, like because there may be two different levels. One of them, you know, you're like, "Hey, I guess we're going to be youth pastors tomorrow." And then the other one is, we're moving into <laughs> an area where they want us to be youth pastors in a church that already, you know had experienced youth ministry before, somebody completely different. So you you know those fears. What were some ways that you were like, listen, we know we need leaders. We want to have youth volunteers. How, how can we get over this fear?
3: Yeah. Um, we were we were totally in super uh, – we were super blessed. Um, when we came in, uh, there was like a lull of about a year and a half where there was no youth pastor in the, the youth ministry here in Logan Sport. Uh, had been just surviving with um, adults that were leading it, a team of mm-hmm. adults that were kind of like you know by committee and and so um, we were blessed furthermore because those adults had a huge amount of passion for young people yeah. uh, and so so coming into here i mean it it was relatively easy to get started um, uh the when we were in Delphi, we came back from Colorado went to delphi i grew grown up and uh, you know was raised in the area so and delphi and Logan'sport are just right down the road from each other mm-hmm. um, and so um, you would think that I was really comfortable with that transition and at first I was and then I realized there's nobody there's nobody that wants to help out with this
2: yeah
3: um, and uh, it it was difficult um, and, and unfortunately we had about probably four leaders that that really stuck with us through about the, the entirety of our three years there at Delphi. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean the fear, um, the fear was, you know, what's going to happen if we lose the other four, um, you know, here in Logan sport, Um, what Ashley was mentioning, you know, people were here before us. That was kind of nerve wracking, but they were so hungry for a leader. And I think that's sometimes what we overlook is um, sometimes people are just hungry for somebody to step into that leadership role uh, to kind of guide the ship and to fall in behind like a mantra or, or a, you know, um, uh, some guidance and some direction and vision. And, uh, and I think, you know, if a leader will realize that, not only will they be a better leader, but they'll also be able to develop more leaders around them. Mm -hmm. Um, So That's
1: good. Yeah. And the, you know, the, before we kind of get into the pragmatics and and that's what we want to kind of talk about some today, Josh and Ashley of the, of the, how do you get the leaders? What do you do when you do have them? What do you think are some of the obstacles? You know, we talked about the fear, of course, is one big one. What's some of the obstacles sometimes that we'll face when it comes to leading other, other people around us, whether bi-vocational, whether we're full-time, whatever that context looks like, what's some of the obstacles we, we face when it comes to leading people around us?
0: Hmm.
1: Ash, go ahead, Ash. Sure,
0: sure. Okay, um, so I th- I think a huge obstacle that um, that we as leaders need to learn how to embrace and develop is creating and casting vision. I think if you don't have a vision that you've created and that you're casting to your leaders, you're never going to be able to recruit anybody because they don't know what you want them to do. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, and once you recruit them, if you're not continually, um, I like the phrase sneezing your vision, you know, making your vision contagious, then they're not going to stick with you because they, they again, have lost um, sight of what you're wanting them to do, what you're wanting them to accomplish.
1: I like that, what you said, Ashley, you said make the vision contagious. You said sneeze yeah the vision. Because I think I think it's so important, you know, particularly as you now start to look in the long run. But John and I've seen it, there's been people on our team, they've been part of our team for ten years. And yet if we're not constantly, you know, one I heard one person say that vision leaks. Mm-hmm. You know, which means it can mm-hmm. it can it can leak out to people, but also it can leak away from people. And so if you're not That's constantly true. I love what you said, Ashley, constantly sneezing it. I I've never heard it put like that, but I like that. Making it <laughs> contagious. I love that.
0: Yeah.
1: I love that. Making the vision yeah. contagious. What What else? What's some other obstacles you think?
3: <sighs> Ashley, you I. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> Ashley? Ashley's so much better than I mean, <laughs> she's so smart. That's why, no, I, that's love why it. I married her. I love
0: it. <laughs> Take it away, Josh. You got this. You
1: got this. <laughs> no, I love it. Dude, where's What? contagious? Yeah. What about the obstacles? Talk about that, Josh, for a minute. Now, you came into a. A scenario where there was a little lull, so there was a little bit of mm-hmm. hunger. Uh, you know, people are are, are wanting a, a leader, wanting someone to come and man the ship, you know, be the captain, like you said. What about that obstacle, though, where you're coming right in, and it's unfortunately the token youth ministry stat that we see, which has been turnover after turnover after turnover mm-hmm. from youth pastor, mm-hmm. from youth leader senior pastor, whatever the worship pastor, whatever the ministry context can be. What about that obstacle of just people not willing to trust you? How do you, how do you get over that? What do you think are some ways to, to get through that obstacle?
3: And I think that it's, uh, I think that's a, that's a big obstacle because we've, uh, and we've experienced, um, you know, I think it comes from the students as well as the leaders that are involved in those situations Um, I literally had a student, when we got here, uh, we took a trip to uh, Kings Island, you know, the token summer trip to Kings Island uh, that most ministry, these student ministries do in Indiana, either Cedar Point or Kings Island. And uh, we're trying to build some relationships and literally had a student who is who probably you know is one of those key kids that you want to you want them to be on your team like you frog kiss them like you you know
1: right
3: and uh, and he he comes up and he's like dude are you gonna he's like I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I can trust you he's like well what do you mean you you barely know me he's like yeah well you know I've been through like you know this guy this guy this guy this yeah. guy and uh, um, I think he just looked at me he's like are you going to be here? And I was like, dude, I'm going to be here um, as long as God has me here. And, uh, and I can envision that to be, you know, I I didn't say a specific amount of years, but you know, like in that moment, I think what you do is you just model consistency, even in the early portion. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, be some, be that place. Um, You know, because kids and leaders at the same time, uh, they get burnt by youth pastor after youth pastor after youth pastor, situation after situation. And uh, man, as long as you can model consistency, I think that's one of the very, very beginning things that that is important for leaders to do as they step into, um, you know, new roles.
1: Yeah. I like it. All right. Well let's get into the pragmatic side of things now a little bit. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor starting out, you know, I'm a young guy. I know the fears about I got to lead some older people. I know, you know, the the some of the obstacles I got to overface. I've, I've got my vision clear. I know what I want to do. I know where we're headed. I know, you know, I'm consistent in what I'm doing. Let's now get into some nuts and bolts of how, how do we get leaders around us? I'm going to kick it to y'all and let you kind of start it. And then PJ and I will, will ask some follow-up questions. But, but what's the first steps to do? All right, I need to get a leadership team. What
0: do I do? Yeah, that's good. Um, I can, I'll start. You can go ahead follow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I think one of the main things that has been so successful for us in building leadership team is that we, um, recruit people that are influential. So if we can get one person that's in the, the popular ring in your church, um, people are going to want to be a part simply because the cool person's a part. Um, and I know that sounds a little weird and a little backdoorish, but it it works. It um, it causes it creates culture. You know, we're we're cool to be around. We want to hang around you. Um, so we kind of sweet talk the cool people, um, the people that are influencers in our church, and then um, they just naturally recruit people. That's just who they are. They're leaders. So um, that's one key way that that we've done it.
1: Okay. So starting yeah. with the influential people. Which is yeah. not necessarily, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Asher, Josh, yeah. that's not necessarily the youngest, hippest, coolest looking person to be influential. Is that correct? Right. Absolutely
0: not. Some of the older people that, um, you know, the young kids seem to gravitate towards, mm-hmm. uh, those definitely, definitely exist in your church and you just need to be watchful, you know, just yeah. be, just use your eyes and see who do the kids enjoy being around on a Sunday morning before church starts? Who do they, who do they go to for, for the you know the extra money, or who do they go to to hang yeah. out with? Uh, mm-hmm. Those types of people aren't necessarily young and and you know have tattoos and piercings. Some of them are older, and you would never suspect them. But yeah, if you, yeah. but you will see them, you will see them.
1: I love it. So look for the influential. Look for the influencers in your in your local body. What what would you do next,
3: dude? Um, I think one. I think you know to go along with what Ashley had added, you know, one of our biggest successes has, has been, uh, and I know maybe this is going to jump ahead a little bit for you guys, but um, uh, how you treat those influencers. Um, because if you, if, if you um, actually hates it when I say it like this, but I, I don't know of a better way to say it, but <laughs> um, if you will um, get the buy-in from, from those people, uh, you may never have to really, do a whole lot of recruiting, you know, Mm -hmm. hardcore recruiting, uh, because these guys are going to do that. uh, And maybe not even verbally, but you know, just overall, they, they, they will help you in that. People are going to see, Oh, you know what, dude, did you see what, (laughs) did you see what pastor Matt and pastor John did for these guys over here for their, that group of leaders? Dude, they took them out. They had dinner with them. They bought all of their staff ice cream you know, and, and those influencers are going to be talking about that. Man, That was awesome. You know, they, they treat us like gold. Yeah. And so you're going to, you're going to begin to have that draw to your ministry and you're going to attract uh, some other influencers uh, within the church. And another thing is, man, just start walking around your services on, on Sunday mornings or whenever the church doors are open and looking for the people that, just naturally smile at you. Like everybody wants to see a smiling face. Right, right. Right. And, and so uh, it wouldn't be too far-fetched. Um, you know, if you're, if you're hurting for leaders, if you can't get an influencer, uh, you know, uh, necessarily, look for somebody that's a smiler because, yeah. uh, you know, they're reflecting happiness. They're reflecting joy. And in, uh, in a world that we live in, students need joy. They need, they need that in their life. And so, if we can provide that through our leaders, uh, dude, we're we're already a step up.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds like you guys really kind of search out search out people for kind of like how they carry themselves and how they interact with people, right? Like, it doesn't sound like you're necessarily going out and basing it off of skill, finding out like you know, what are your abilities? It's like, I want somebody that kids are going to feel comfortable around. I want somebody that kids are going to connect with or already are connecting with. And what you're doing is you're basically just giving them an opportunity to do what they've already been doing. Like in Understood. a way, like putting a label on something that they already do and then giving them an avenue to, to capitalize on their gifting. And I think, yeah. that that's, I think that that's interesting because I think a lot of us in general um I don't know if you guys have experienced this where where you've been at at different churches I think a lot of us if we come into a new environment we hear it all the time well um can we just put um can we just put an ad out in the bulletin or make an announcement from the stage yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah yeah and I think I think that, that can be I think that can be like um I don't know, like one of the biggest mistakes because then you get everybody that is not skilled or is not natural at it. It's just anybody that wants to, you know, jump at whatever the pastor asked for. And you're not getting people that are naturally relational and and have a heart for it. And so I think that that's that's very interesting that you've done that. Have you noticed anything else that hasn't worked for you or maybe you've experienced? Because sometimes I think if we can eliminate the things that we know don't work well when recruiting leaders – it gets us more into
3: our groove, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, what you just said uh, has been one thing that, um, that we have not experienced success in is just yeah. like an announcement from, Hey, you know, the youth ministry, the student ministry, team, <laughs> they need, they need adults. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one, that's one thing that we have not experienced success in, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that's one way that we've, uh, you know, had to have some really super hard conversations after that.
1: That that brings um, on the whole other leadership issue of now how to get rid of leaders that you yeah. don't want on your table. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other, whole other leadership yeah. issue that we could talk about another time about how to get rid of those that you don't need. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, mean, I know, right? As I know. As, you pray, you fast. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Bless them in another ministry. Hey, I that's think it's right. better in this area. Um, hey,
3: kids, pastor, here
1: yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> the, the way that you're so intentional, what PJ was talking about, is the sounds like when you come, which is really biblical model. That's how Jesus recruited, very intentional. He knew exactly, you know, what he was going after. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the mass crowds many times that he, hey, you know, why don't you do this? But he went intentionally looking for those that could influence, looking for those that could help build what he wanted to build. And, and it's the same thing in, in the youth ministry model. What would you? Is there anything that you would add? Go ahead, Ashley. Was there something you just wanted to add to that?
0: Sure. Uh, I. You guys are awesome. I love how you summed that up. Is do you you call yourself PJ? Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Are we on that level? Can I call, call, him,
0: call PJ? him PJ?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So PJ <sighs> said it so perfectly. It's really a two-sided coin when it comes to recruiting leaders. You want you want people that are going to be influential, but that doesn't mean they have a degree in there. I mean, in the community that we're in a lot of the people that go to our church work in factories, you know, they are very much middle-class. And I think sometimes when you're coming in, you can think, Oh, I need somebody that's established, somebody that's got their doctorate, you know, somebody that's going to school for this kind of thing. And really, I mean, our students, they're either growing up in a world where moms and dads are just not really a part of their world. And so Uh, We don't need people with PhDs and a ton of experience. We just need people with big hearts that want to love on some kids. And so um, you summed it up so perfectly. Just just choosing people that are influential in the way of being a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa in the youth ministry is way more beneficial than choosing somebody that maybe has had 16 years of experience working with children, you know? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then even what you said, Ashley, I like the context that you put that in. Opens up the gamut again. A lot of times, as we're looking for youth leaders, one we'll needs someone, again, who who's solid in Bible or does this or does this or has these gifts. But when you're looking, hey, I need a mom, I need a dad, I need a grandma, grandpa, big brother, big sister. Yeah, I mean that opens yeah. up the gamut, and then we can come alongside and maybe help put the tools that you know that they may need in their hand for that. What on the on the recruitment side of thing, or how to get people involved um, as a leader on your team. Is there anything you would add to that? If not, we're gonna dig in a little bit more, but is there anything else you would add? How do I get uh, leaders on my team? Well, I think
3: uh, another th- another thing uh, that plays into it is um, how you carry yourself. You know, are you approachable? Oh, that's
1: um, cool, Josh. Are yeah. you,
3: Do you remove yourself? Like, how much are you around when the majority of the people that you would pull from that are leaders Um, are are around you know are you invisible throughout your church service or are you mingling and and trying to meet people with this thought maybe in the back of your mind how would they interact with students you know especially if you're in a position where you need leaders Uh, so if you're not willing to mingle if you're not willing to to converse with people um, then you know uh, maybe, maybe you might be the reason why you don't have, yes. uh, you, you don't have people in your ministry to help yeah. with you. There's, there's a lady who, you know, I think all of us love and respect that say, you know, once something along the lines of, if you're, you know, if you're not about people, then maybe you're not about ministry. Uh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. Uh, you gotta be willing to, to, you know, work the trenches and that comes with recruiting leaders too.
2: Which I think might be a challenge for some of us as youth pastors and youth leaders, youth workers, because naturally we're drawn when we're in a crowd of people. And maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I'm drawn to the students that I'm called towards. Like if we have a big, like, let's say a picnic or an event where you have a mixed group, a mixed bag of people, I'm drawn to the people I'm called to. And so I can catch myself hanging around them the whole time where the people I'm supposed to be recruiting are out doing something completely different. It's almost, again, like you said, being intentional about putting yourself around people that you want to attract. And I think that we can find ourselves going to our comfort zone in a crowd and hanging out with them, which takes us away from the ability to put ourselves out there for people that we're trying to reach in a different aspect. So that's a good thought. I, I love that. I, you yep. know, just being intentional about that.
1: Go for it. Which is totally opposite of me. I just stay yeah. in my office until the countdown yeah, he comes on. So. Closes the door and walks out.
2: <laughs> starts to, sometimes we don't even know if Matt's here until he
1: picks up the microphone. So like, oh big guy here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. I promise. Well let's yeah. let's maybe get into the maybe let's dig in now to the pragmatist. Okay, I've I've been relational, I've been intentional with I've looked for the influencers, um, I've, I've you know I've I've become that person where I'm I'm in the crowd, I'm mingling myself, I'm modeling what I want to see happen in my leaders. Now they're on my team. And I think this is really where a lot of people begin to struggle, right? Now I've got people on my team. What do I do with them? All right, I got these, these group of leaders on my team. Great. They said they want to help out with youth ministry. Um, I've got them come setting up chairs before service. Like what what else is there? <laughs> in In youth ministry in the ministry context, what do I do with the people once they're on my team? I'll kick it to you um, dude I, what we
3: what we have found a lot of success in uh, and I know like this is and this doesn't fit every culture um, but the first thing that we do is we make sure that uh, we keep these guys on the same page um, and and how we how we do that is And and like I said, this may not work for every culture and you guys might think that we're crazy, Uh, but we have a meeting every uh, once, every two weeks um, on Sunday afternoons, but we invite them in our house. We make it feel kind of homey. You know, they can bring their kids because we have kids and they play in the other room Um, and and we just make sure that they're on the same page, you know, that they're, they're a part of maybe even casting some vision. uh, So that creates some buy-in. Uh, like oh my voice matters okay i like this um and then you know uh we we make sure that they know that they're loved and then and they're, they're appreciated we give them roles uh and stuff like that ashley i don't know if you want to add to that
1: let me let me pause yeah. her for a second oh, go ahead josh cuz you said something good and ashley you'll probably piggyback on it but i love you you said i don't know if it i hear somebody ringing is that is that our phone it's the it is the
3: office phone you, i'm josh, sorry how you
1: doing? <laughs> It's good. You to Take it. Just take it if you need to. Um, <laughs> the uh, the you said it doesn't. I don't know if it works in every culture, but I think we under I think we undervalue that the importance of what you. It may not be biweekly. I know some people that do it weekly. Uh, we're huge proponents of it. Yeah. The importance of meeting consistently with your team, whether it's one other person other than yourself, or whether it's twenty five other mm-hmm. people other than yourself, and I think even. You know, I've heard some people say, "Well, man, it's just it's just me and my wife and two other people." And when I get a team of twenty, then we'll start doing more. And and I say the way you lead two is the way you're going to lead twenty. You know, yeah. And if you never start leading like you've got twenty, you're never you're only going to have two. And yeah. so what you're saying, man, the consistency of doing that, you're adding value to your leaders, keeping them on the same page. I think that's sometimes undervalued and underestimated. And I think we we pause ourselves and give too many excuses of why we don't do that when we should be doing what you just said, Josh, Ashley, what would you add to that?
0: Yeah, um, that's good. I I would say never assume that you've, you've accurately communicated the information that people need to know. So um, over communicating to the point where you feel like you're being annoying Okay. Is probably just barely hitting the surface of what people need to know. And I think that that goes along with what you're saying. You know, if we're faithful with the few who give us, he'll give us many. So if we're faithful with making sure people are absolutely 100% on the same page, know what's going on, know what to expect, um, know our vision, know the three reasons why we do youth ministry continually. We just, we just badger those points, you know, um, God will bring us more because we're being faithful with what he's given us. Yeah. yeah, And so just never assume that you've communicated enough.
1: Yeah, I love that. And maybe just a, a sidebar on that communication thing, a couple practical ways, of course, like, yeah, the emails. What's a couple just practical ways you communicate and over communicate to your leaders? Well, Ashley can take it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, um, we like like PJ said. Oh, there's two PJs. I'm so sorry. Like my husband, (laughs) Pastor Josh said, um, there is. We we meet um, once every two weeks. We have a meeting at our house and we do some training. But then on top of that, we have um, we use what we used to do is we would meet before each service on Wednesday night. Um, but we, we listened to our leaders. We heard their concerns and their needs. You know, it's hard for them to get off work and get up to the church in time for a meeting before service. So instead of having a a meeting face to face, um, we send out a video each week in our group me, we use group me, which is a great tool for Mm. keeping everybody on the same page. Um, and so we send out a video in our group me, just letting them know what's going on just specifically that Wednesday night and the roles that need to be filled that Wednesday night. Um, and then they will hit the heart button next to the video once they've seen it. So we know, you know, Hey, they've seen this, they know what's going on. And if they have any questions they can ask, and we'll be, we'll get right back with them. Um, and so those are, those are two, three great ways that we try to, to communicate and over communicate what's going on from week to week. I love
1: it. I love yeah. it. So you, so you've got your leaders where we're bringing them in consistently. We're meeting with them. Uh, bi-weekly, monthly, weekly—whatever that looks like—with your leadership team, we're communicating, over communicating. What, what else, Josh? Once we've got the leaders, how do we, how do we now keep them? What do we do with them once we, once they're here? Um, you know, I think, um, dude, act like
3: you're their pastor too. Uh, you're the, you're this, you're the student pastor, maybe by title, but these guys look up to you just like they're, you're their pastor as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we just, uh, what we have done, we've Ashley and I recently sat down and we kind of looked at our calendar, uh, and planned out the year. Um, you know, we've in the past, once a year, we've taken our adult staff, our adult leadership team on a special field trip night and we take them to a location and we talk to them about, you know, practical things that apply, not just to their ministry life, but to their life life, uh, you know outside of ministry Uh and so we're pouring into them just like we're pouring into the students we just don't talk to the students only about ministry things Mm -hmm. and so i think it's important for student pastors not just to talk to their leaders only about ministry things uh, but stuff that they can take away and apply to their lives and then you know after we come back from those field trips we uh we just did this last friday this past friday um you know we had a nice a nice dinner, a meal waiting for them that we had a volunteer in the church provide. Like they cooked it I mean, we paid for it, but they cooked all the food yeah. and um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be elaborate like that, uh, but you know, every once in a while just have everybody over or just do something yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be spectacular just cause I bet you, if you do the little things, they'll know your heart. If
1: uh-huh. your
3: heart is in the right spot, they'll know it. Yeah. And it'll mean a whole lot to them and, and you'll create more of that culture that you're trying to have, you know, where, where leaders feel appreciated.
1: I love what you were yeah. saying there, Josh, you're talking about, you know, making that investment, what you said there as, Hey, you're their pastor as well. Cause I think a lot of times we just, it's always ministry. We always call it always shop talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they feel more like a hired hand than they do family, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. when you're getting in the trenches, how's your family, how's your life? What's your prayer needs? What, how's your spiritual things going uh spiritually how are things going on in your life that makes a huge difference to that atmosphere that you're trying to create you know even in your in your own team um what what else so so being strategic with that what else would you add on top of that josh
3: um sorry could you repeat that question i'm sorry <laughs> well
1: what would you add on top of that? we talked about We talked about now that we have them, we're uh, we're being consistent. We're being consistent with them. We're, we're um, communicating with them. You said we're now we're, we're uh, pastoring them as well. What would you add on top of that?
3: Yeah, I think, um, uh, I mean, to, let me, let me piggyback just a little bit. You know, you were talking about um, what I like. You said, you know, you ask them in person how they're doing, but sometimes, you know, we also spend a lot of times, sending text messages or responses uh you know relational things with students um you know spend some time you know ha- hammer out some time in your day to send your leaders personal texts not just through a group meeting uh um,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: you know you know, ask them how their life's going like you said you would do face to face but sometimes also a text message is just as good because we're all busy um and i think uh I think also um I guess it apply as it applies to your service night is uh have some clear set roles for some people. I like that. Uh, because because a lot of times um our leaders will walk in and uh, they'll just stand around. Um and and I think, you know, um to be fully transparent, I think our leaders sometimes they have a hard time fully grasping, you know, um how they're not having the impact that they need to have yeah. if they're just standing in clusters
1: no, uh, with good.
3: other leaders. Nice. Um, and we just, we just spent some time talking about that. And every single leadership group all always needs reminders and instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's okay. Don't feel like you're banging your head. You don't feel like you're doing a bad job. If sometimes you have to have reminder talks with your leaders, because you're not. Um, it's just, we're all people and we all tend to gravitate towards that comfort level. Yeah. And so if you can communicate, Hey, you know what? Um, we need to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's going to be awesome. You're going to have such a um, I don't know. You're just gonna have a better impactful group of leaders. Yeah. Um, if you can clearly define some roles instead of, Hey, just come in and be around. And, and what ends up happening is clusters yeah. of, of adults together.
2: No, that's awesome. Now, I guess before we start to um, wrap it up, if you were, if if there was somebody and they were chatting with you guys and they, and they, they don't really have an effective leadership team, maybe they've got a couple of adults, maybe, you know, they're at that stage. What would, what would, how would you coach them when it comes to starting from the ground up? Like what is, like maybe instead of fire hosing on what could be two, two pragmatic things that they can do right away to say, let's start here. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of people in here that, that listen and, and just to have conversations with myself and Matt, that this recruiting adult leaders sometimes is the hardest thing for them. Um, maybe maybe they have some college leaders because they're younger. Maybe they have some s- juniors and seniors that really step up and they can run sound, they can do the offering buckets, they might even be able to lead a conversation in small groups, but but they're but they really want to hit the ground running with getting a solid leadership team of adults. What can be maybe step one and step two that they can start tomorrow getting moving towards?
3: Go ahead, Ashley.
0: I like oh how you gosh. kick it's
3: Like,
1: go ahead,
0: take this one. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Well, I think we touched a little bit on it. Um, earlier we were talking about, you know, just being watchful in your church for the people that you maybe think outside the box a little bit about what you're looking for. Maybe examine your own personal criteria. Are you being too unrealistic with the criteria for your leaders? Yeah. Um, and then also I would say this with the leaders that you do have, even if you don't have a lot, um, you know i think sometimes we think because they're 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 labeled volunteer um, we think they that we can't give them stuff to do yeah. and i think that is a, a huge misconception we ask our leaders to do a ton of things of course we honor them we bless them every chance we get we invest in them we try to make more emotional and uh, deposits than we do withdrawals, but if we were to just give give the leaders that we have a little bit more responsibility, let them take the reins a little bit more, um, they're going to take ownership and then they're going to recruit people for you um, yeah. because because they're going to be excited about it. They're going to be excited about the opportunities that they're having to lead to serve, and so it, some of that would be done for you if you would just be willing to to let go of some things and let them step up a little bit.
1: I like it. I like what you just said about the volunteer thing is still ask them one thing I've learned they're only going to hit the they can only hit the bar as high as, I, as high as I said it you know That's right. so good. So, if the bar's low, we're going to make it. I mean they're going to hit the bar for us you know yeah. but, but you got yeah. able to set the bar you know a little bit higher for them and I think people are hungry for that as, as well yeah. uh, before I ask, uh, before I ask about any last advice, let me ask you this. we've talked about the what a lot. Let's just ask this question real quick why. Why do I need leaders? Why I can't I mm. hey, It's me and my wife. I'm listening to this podcast. It's me and my wife. I, I got a couple of solid students that I can depend on. Why do I even need to go recruit, uh, you know, leaders? Why do I need to recruit adults? Why do I need? To, I still. I don't remember that. Youth group, we had a, a youth group in Georgia that we had heard about. <laughs> that an eighty-year-old grandma ran their guest follow-up system. <laughs> you know, Eighty years old.
0: That's uh, awesome.
1: Ran their guest follow-up system. <laughs> But but why? Like, why do we need leaders? Let's just. well, I'm going to end it at that. Why should I even care about this?
0: Yeah.
3: You know, um, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and answer mm-hmm. this, Ashley. Okay. No, <laughs> that
0: is. <laughs> this is your cup of tea, right here. <laughs> uh,
3: and and it's funny that you bring this up. And I, I I imagine that this question would come up. Um, it wasn't too long ago that, um, oh, it wasn't too long ago. Um, I was sitting down in my pastor's office. And, um, he was talking to me about, it's like, man, Josh, did you have, you have a good chunk of adults? You know, you have a, you have a good amount of adult leaders on Wednesday nights. He's like, you don't really need all of those. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm he not was sure. cutting
0: us off. He said, no more.
3: <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said yeah. no more to you you go home. Um, <laughs> but he goes say uh, He goes, why do you really need all those, all those leaders? And I'm not sure if he was asking uh, because, you know, his Wednesday night attendance was lower or or what, but um, you know, I, I looked at him and I was like, Pastor Andy, this is why he said, I said, because Ashley and I could never have the impact that needs to be had in this community on our students um, you know, in Logan sport and Cass County and the surrounding counties that we pull from on Wednesday nights, we could never have the amount of impact that, that God needs us to have uh, if it was just Ashley and I, mm-hmm. even true. if we just had five leaders, yeah. That's you know, it, it, the, the, the way that we see our leadership and the way that I, I, I hope that, you know, other youth pastors will see their, their adults that they have involved. And, you know, the way that we see them is an extension of us. You know, we may be only able to really develop maybe five or so friendship or relationships with young people. But if I add, if I add another one, they, there's ten, or, or maybe another one, there's fifteen. You know, and then you just keep adding and multiplying, and then before you know it, I and mean, your capacity to have impact just grows exponentially. Yeah. And you know, it's not it's not about the numbers um, as much as it is about. Um, the, the impact that you have on the kingdom of God, and that's yeah. the goal here we want we want to build the kingdom absolutely and, and we can never build the kingdom if we just kind of go at it on our own um the way that we could build it if, if we did it together
1: as a team I love it uh, that's so good so good man the 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 power of multiplication, the power uh-huh. of making the impact of what you're talking about what's as we wrap this up what's maybe is there any last advice you would give leaders as you're listening? Uh, to, this, to this session here about when it comes to developing, when it comes to going and getting and keeping and what to do with them when you have them. Any last thing you want to say to them when it comes to that and leadership?
0: Yeah, I'll say one thing.
1: All
0: right, um, okay, so um, get them, you know, give them a lot to do so that they feel like they're valued and they're needed. Um, but don't forget to recognize them both um, privately as a leader, just one-on-one whether it be through text message or just on a Wednesday night, like, Hey, I'm so glad you're here. We couldn't do this without you. Um, And also in front of the students so that the students have buy-in too, you know, so the students see that these leaders are making a difference. Sometimes we have to show them what they, they see, but they don't know. And so, um, so, you you know, one thing that Josh and I try to do is once a month we take a little bit out of our budget just to try and bless one leader or a couple that um, serve in our ministry. And so, We just have a a budget that we've set aside, you know, each month we're going to take this amount and we're going to, we're going to think personally for that leader. So some of them, they just need a date night. And so we're going to buy them a gift card and we're going to send them on a Wednesday night and say, Hey, we need you tonight, but we need you to be okay. And we need you to, to have this night for you too. So you go, um, we're going to send you and we've already made reservations, whatever. Um, take this gift card, go have a great night. Um, Sometimes it's just buying groceries for the leader. You know, you have to meet them where their needs, where it's going to mean the most for them. Yeah. Um, but recognize them, honor them, and bless them, and you will never lose them.
1: I love it. So good. Such good stuff. We've been hanging out with Josh and Ashley uh, today, and it's, it's, been, it's been good. We've been talking about leaders, how to get them, and what to do with them when yep. you got them. Uh, Ashley and Josh, if people that are listening, they want to reach out to you all, and, and maybe ask you some more questions, maybe follow up with you. What's the best way to get in touch with y'all?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, Ashley and I are both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, just, you know, search Josh Mullen. I'm sure my beautiful face will pop up. it's uh, <laughs> um, a good-looking
0: face, I would say. <laughs>
3: okay, go. all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, if, if you got, if you want, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to my email. It's J Mullen, uh, J M U L L I N at logansportlifegate.org. Um, and yeah, we'd love, we'd love to be able to reach out and, and help in whatever way this is such a, this is such a, a, a topic that is so close to our hearts because we've seen the power of how it's impacted our students and, uh, the culture that that you're able to create when you have a bought in group of adult leaders um, is amazing. I love um, it. You will go far.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Thanks so much, Josh and Ashley, for hanging out with us. Did you have a good
0: time, PJ? Thanks for having us. We had a great time.
1: (laughs) What's
2: going on right now? We had a good time
1: (laughs) this afternoon. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us and uh, thanks to everyone who was listening today.